This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Mentimo Kingsman, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC Women thing. Uh, now, due to fixture scheduling, uh, you are in for a treat because we have got not one but two games to look back at today. Um, firstly, Saturday's uh, 3-0 win over Brighton in WSL and last night's 4-0 win over Paris FC uh, in the Champions League. Uh, now, it's been quite a busy month for Chelsea. Uh, five games across three competitions in just over two weeks. Um, luckily, Chelsea have won all five and without star striker Sam Kerr. So, uh, the the title of tonight's show this evening is Went to Moking Meadow, episode 118, January Blues. Uh, and luckily, it's not just me, uh, your host, Dean, uh, with you tonight. We've also got two fantastic guests, um, the fantastic Sophie Smith will join us. Sophie, good to see you. Good evening. Thank you for asking me on again. Yeah, fresh from the trip to Paris, which we'll be learning more about in part two um the always excellent simon kingman simon good to see you again yeah good to see you dean good to see you sophie uh good evening everyone yeah got to sit in front of simon on saturday which was a nice surprise yeah uh, sorry about that sorry about that no, very much enjoyed the, the experience uh now remember you can listen along to the show live on mixler that's mixlr.com uh, and search for what's making meadow uh you can join in the chat page with the show, so as we talk, we type in here, and I will read some out as we go. Um, I didn't tweet out that we were recording tonight, so that might be quite quiet, but we'll we'll carry on regardless. Uh, and also remember, if you are listening on the Went to Mo Kings Meadow uh, podcast feed, to leave us a nice five star review and help spread the word that we are publishing there. So if you don't want to listen to the men's shows on the fan cast, um, you can listen just to us on Went to Mo Kings Meadow. Uh, we'll be back after this short break to get into all the action from Saturday's win over Brighton. Chelsea! 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 
Yeah, so Saturday evening, uh, my one away game of the season because it is local to where I live, uh, Crawley uh, Towns ground where Brighton play their home games for now. Uh, Chelsea lining up in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Hannah Hampton in goal. A back four of Iperese, Jess Carter, Nathalie Bjorn, Neve Charles. Uh, Aaron Cuthbert and Melly Lewis continued their partnership in midfield. Ruby Hannah, Ritten Cameron, Frank Kirby and Guru Rife and supporting Lauren James in attack. Emma Hayes made um, four substitutions in this game. Uh, Aggie Beaver-Jones coming on for Cameron uh, and new signing Mayro Ramirez coming on for Lauren James in the 67th minute. And then in the 79th minute, uh, Sophie Ingle and Shoko Niskan replaced Cuppert and Liverpool's in the midfield. Uh, that left Mizovic, Fischl, Lawrence, Mielder and Buchanan as unused substitutes in this game. Uh, Stats-wise, Chelsea had 68% possession, 20 shots, 9 on target, 8 corners and 9 fouls. Uh, to Brighton's 32% possession, six shots, two on target, one corner, and six fouls. Uh, before we get into it, you know, I didn't know this until I read your new article, Sophie, in Kings Meadow Chronicle, about the captain's armband. And um, Neve wearing it because Emma sees her as a future leader. Yeah, it seems to be what Emma's saying in her comments um, that she wants to put that pressure on Neve and Erin at the moment so that they've got people there to support. Um, Millie, and it's not just all down to Millie all the time. And it's Erin, uh, I can see, but I, I, I personally, I was quite surprised that that Neve is is one of those people that she sees. But there's obviously, obviously, sees leadership in her, so it's great. Yeah, well, we know we've got you know Liverpool's Mielder, Ingle, you know, leaders of their national teams. Erin, uh, as you said, Jess Carter, someone I also thought could be a leader of the team. Um, but interesting, isn't it, Simon, that that Emma sees that in Neve when perhaps you know supporters haven't and maybe they thought it was a contract thing that she got to wear the armband yeah it was um what was it the man united game wasn't it she first yeah. got it and we were all we were all surprised about it but definitely deserves it her and erin and she just seems to be maturing game by game neve just really impressed with her at the moment and her sort of off field the way she her character's building and becoming really, really confident in herself. I know um, somebody suggested maybe it was a, a bit of a softener for Jessie going that they've given her the, the armband as well. Yeah, but I don't she, think it ever does softeners, to be fair. No, it's true, true. Yeah, but good to see it hasn't weighed her down. Uh, sometimes the armband uh, does weigh heavy on some players, but she's continued her good performances uh, at left-back. Uh, and I suppose the other thing, Sophie, from the start of the game was, you know, Emma seemed to have learnt a little lesson and played James as the 10 and pushed Kirby up as a striker and without, you know, Fisher or Ramirez on the pitch, seemed to work a lot better for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it doesn't matter which position Lauren plays, she's going to play superbly well. I think she's probably, until Ramirez came on the pitch, she's probably the best person that you're not going to get the ball off of if you play her up front as a nine. But I think she definitely adds more to goal-scoring threat when she's behind that striker or coming in from the wing. Um, Kirby has played there before, um, and she didn't do badly in that role. I, I think, though, that when we're obviously going a lot further forward, the difference that a proper striker on the pitch came on in the second half, we could all see the difference. So, Yeah, excited to talk about Ramirez, actually, uh, later in the show. Um, but... You know, Simon, we've mentioned this for the last two shows now, you know, about Chelsea starting games very well and 
So there was attacking the other end to where we were sitting. Uh, but Wrighton hit the bar. Um, she missed a great opportunity from a Kirby pass. Uh, she set Kirby up in a similar fashion that she missed as well. You know, it was a sort of a strong opening half from Chelsea. I know Brighton puts under a little bit of pressure, but you know, you look at the stats. Um, just two on two shots on target. Sorry, um, Chelsea certainly held them at arm's length. Seemed to be a really really good start, didn't it? They were yeah, they were coming at us. Um, not really what you'd expect for a Chelsea and Brighton game. No, we sort of mentioned it last week on the uh, the Friday show. Had a, a bit of a bogey team, but yeah, sort of settled into it and did well. Did well, it was a really, really good game. I'd look forward to it all day, to be honest with you, and working and then sort of getting there. And it's a nice away game, isn't it? But not an away game. It's a bit closer for us to get there as well than it is Kings Meadow. Well, it certainly is for me because it's yeah, that's quite, yeah. Uh, but um for me anyway, um Chelsea could play there every week, it'd be much better. Um and Sophie always know when a manager's happy with a first half performance, even if they don't score, and that's when they don't make any subs at half time. Uh, and Emma didn't do that. I I maybe was expecting maybe one, uh, but she didn't do that. And you know, she was proven right uh, as always, because Lauren James, you know, opened and scoring pretty much straight away after half time. Yeah, yeah, we were discussing it at half time. We were stood there um, thinking, well, do we make any changes? Do we keep it the same? Um, I said to keep, keep it the same. Some of the people I was with disagreed. Um, and yeah, she, uh, I and Emma were proven right within sort of like 56 seconds or something stupid like that. James had scored, and what a goal that was. I mean, she only seems to score good goals, doesn't she? It, it was what a brilliant. She's having her own goal of the season competition this year. Well, someone needs to for Chelsea um, because the Benz team certainly aren't providing any uh, competition for that. Uh, and Simon, it was so sort of nonchalant the way she just placed it in the top corner like it was nothing. Um, and Emma said after the game, you know, they're not teaching her that. You know, that's just Lauren James and uh, another another game where she is sort of the star. Absolutely fantastic. And don't, it's one of those game, goals where you, you watch it and you see it, but then you don't really appreciate how good it was until you've seen sort of a couple of replays of it. But just the left foot, second goal was her right foot. She's just superb. Could spend sort of all game just watching her, really. And, and she just, like we said before, she makes the game look so easy. Yeah, I mean, I took my son Charlie's first women's game and the only other match he's been to was... Uh, Chelsea Man City men where it's four all. So I think you had a high expectation of uh, lots of goals are going to be scored every game. And it, it was nil nil half time. And I've mentioned Lauren James already in the first half that she was the best player. Um, and then for her to score, and then we got the three goals, obviously, down our end uh, was good for me uh, in trying to convince him to follow uh, Chelsea. Uh, we're still working on that, of course. Um, he really enjoyed it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, he don't sit still. It's annoying for someone trying to watch the match. Um, but, um, yeah, he did enjoy it. Uh, and then, Sophie, you know, all five foot of Fran Kirby scores a header. Um, and I've been, I've been very worried about Fran. It looked like she's lost a bit of pace, but um, everything about the goal was just instinct. You know, she knew where to move and where the goal was to flick it on and get the goal. And you never lose that, do you? No, you don't. Um, yeah, I think whether it was confidence, whether it was her trusting her body again, she hasn't looked quite the same Fran this 
this season, but she's getting more and more like that. And so I think that goal, and again, moving slightly forward, the goal last night is really going to help her in that. And the fact that she had 90 minutes under her belt at the weekend as well um, means that I think that's the what only the second or third time this season she's played 90 minutes. So that's going to help build her confidence. And hopefully we get back the Fram we all love um, to see terrorising defences for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's good to see. And again, I think after the goal, and whether it was linked to Ramirez coming on or whether it was just the confidence, I thought she looked a different player. She looked she looked much more like the Fran of old. Yeah, I mean, so what did you make of, of, of Fran? Because um, when she played, I'm trying to think of the game, when she played as the 10, you know, Chelsea looked a bit sort of, not sluggish going forward, but not their best. And then when it swapped with Lauren James in that role, it, we looked a lot fresher. Um, obviously, she's had injuries and illnesses, and it's harder the older you get to come back from them. Uh, not that Fran is particularly old. Um, but lots of rumours circulating about her, but obviously we all want her back to her best. Yeah, yeah. When when you see her, there's sort of a couple of things that she did, and you, you think, is this sort of the beginning of the end of Super Fran? Um, she's... I remember being at the uh, the West Ham game where she injured her knee last season and sort of said to her, you know, we need to wrap you up in, in bubble wrap, really, and just protect you because there are, she is brilliant and there are flashes of brilliance. It's, it probably is age catching up on her, injuries catching up on her, but we, we still need her in our team, that's for sure. I think when she plays that 10 role, she sees passes and uses the ball like nobody else does. So whilst we're saying... The old fan. I think what we're expecting is this this dynamic runner who scores lots of goals. Where actually what we're seeing now is we're seeing a more intelligent passing fan that sits there and, and chooses the right pass and doesn't lose the ball and plays the ball forward. And I think we've got we need to adapt our way. That's the the way Fran's going. That's the way she plays for England. And you notice her when she's playing and then she doesn't play. That's when you notice the difference. You don't notice what she does when she plays until she's then not playing and somebody else is trying to do that role. Yeah, very valid point. And obviously Chelsea need her right now. You know, Macario is not quite fit. Ramirez new into the team. Um, Fisher, I'm not sure about. Uh, and Lauren can't play every game either um, um, because of her you know, fitness. Uh, so, you know, we do need Fran and hopefully she stays fit and healthy and she feels that she can provide again for us this season and next season as well um, going forward. Um, and that's... Simon, sort of, it was a 15-minute spell where Chelsea sort of blew Brighton away and you know, Lauren James finished it off with a another great goal this time, a half volley, uh, picking up a loose ball sort of the edge of the box. Yeah, I, uh, I sort of briefly watched it. I know when you, you put the message out, you were just watching the highlights. So I thought I'd, I'd check out the goals again and, and then another cracker, right foot as well. Just left foot, right foot. There's nothing she can't do, is there really? Though we've not seen a header, have we, from Lauren? Brad's getting all the headers. Yeah, perhaps that's something she could uh, try and improve, her heading ability. She hasn't scored a perfect hat-trick, so she must have scored a, hat- a header at some point. I can't remember when that was. Yeah. yeah, can't remember. No, I can't. <laughs> what happened last night? Um, so, expect me to remember something that happened a few weeks ago, or months ago. Um, no chance. Um... And then I suppose Sophie, the, the game was won with that goal, 3 0. I think Brighton then made a triple sub that made no difference whatsoever. Um, 
But Chelsea made a sub and it was the new signing, Mayra Ramirez, who signed the day before. Um, for me, a debut that had everything apart from a goal. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she just looked a different different level uh, when she was on the pitch. Um, the ball stuck to her. She's got good close control. Um, she was virtually impossible to lose off the ball. Um, she could run with it. She seemed to have, she, I think she had a couple of shots. One was on target straight at the keeper. Another one was sort of, I think, wide or high. But yeah, she's a really exciting player. And I think I think she's going to be one of those players that we as Chelsea fans absolutely adore, but the opposition are going to hate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Simon, you know, lots of talk about the new players settling in, uh, language barriers. But after one just one training session, she looked like she knew some of the habits of some of the Chelsea attackers. And, and that's very promising. She looked fantastic, didn't she? Really, really did. Um, I know Rob was speaking highly of her and boy, he was right, wasn't he? Some of those touches and her pace. Um, was it before they were talking, weren't they? And I said about Hannah Hampton being fluent in Spanish and Emma Hayes speaks Spanish. So I'm sure they'll get their instructions through to her. But I, yeah, we've got one hell of a player there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Erin speaks Spanish, but with a Scottish accent on it, um, I don't know how Spanish that is. Um, sort of dry beef, I suppose, is it during yeah. the, the, the summer with some Barcelona players last summer, I think. Uh, so I think Mia probably speaks Spanish as well after eighteen months in Mexico. So I think there's probably quite and Chankovic from when she was at Barcelona. So I think there's probably quite a few Spanish speakers within the squad. Yeah, and everyone you know, learns English pretty quick. I think uh, these days, um, I'm sure Chelsea are working on that. Um, but yeah, excited to see more of her. Um, I'm sure we will uh, in the week. Although she will be going off to the CONCACAF Girl Cup, won't she? Because Colombia are playing in it. Well, of course. When's that start? Uh, after the City game, I think we'll lose... I was going to say Jesse then, but we won't lose Jesse. Um, Ashley, Kadisha, Myra Ramirez, and if Mia gets called up, she'll go as well, I would imagine. City's in after break anyway, isn't it, for a couple of weeks? Yeah. Yeah, it's when we come back from the international break that we'll... Yeah, I mean, I mean, it depends how Columbia go. If Columbia don't get out of the group stages, then we'll get her back pretty quick, maybe within that two-week period. So we'll see. Well, hopefully, you know, she plays well. Um, but yeah, all international football is bad, as we know on this show. This show is adamant all international football is bad. Uh, so the quicker they all get back, uh, the better for us. Um, I just wanted to mention as well, I know you mentioned it a bit earlier, Simon, you know, but it was... You know, really good atmosphere for the away game. And when I, I come in quite late, actually, um, how packed the stand was with, with Chelsea. And I know it, it is quite a close you know, game for us, but still uh, not many teams travel as well as, as Chelsea do. No, um, it was like a wall, wasn't it, behind the goal? I, I was surprised that we had that many behind the goal. I think our, our section, seat section was the season ticket holders, wasn't it? And then... Um, they sold the standing tickets as well, but it was cracking. I, Even those, right? Choose, and I actually chose standing when I was a season ticket holder. Uh, well, standing ticket, so yeah. Well, well last think... year we had more than one. We only had one block this year, block A. Last year we had more, and it was just standing. Yeah, with that block to the left, didn't we as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even so, the Brighton kids were uh, were quite amusing. Well, one Added of them as well. Yeah, one Brighton kid. Uh, <laughs> 
doesn't know the full name yet of Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, but she's getting there. That's for sure. Um, I did do a player of the match for this match because I did watch it and I was there. Um, Carter got 4%, Cup at 7, Kirby 12. Uh, James 77, uh, which was more runaway safer than I actually thought. But, um, you know, when you score two goals, you do tend to win these things. Yeah. Um, I, as always, I thought Erin was brilliant. Um, but I think Melanie is is just as good as Erin at the moment. Her calmness and the way she plays. And com- I think she compliments Erin really well as well. So I probably would have given it to Melanie, even though she wasn't on your list, Dean. Yeah, but that is what you always do, Sophie. That's why it turns <laughs> out for you. Um, so you can have your own one. Um, yeah, I mean, Simon, I know you hate goal scorers winning these awards, but think it was justified in the end uh yeah yeah i actually voted erin because because that's what i'm going to do from now on just vote erin she'll get it eventually yeah well, it's close to the, the player of the month is actually close um, yeah obviously. i think i voted for erin for that as well yeah I, I remember looking at you and thinking right now what do i do for player of the match do i vote for lauren because she scored two goals or do i go do i go head or do i go heart so yeah. I went hard. Yeah. Erin had a great match. That's why you get in the top four players of the game. Because um, she played well. Yeah. Luke Pole, she, she played really, really well as well. I like that combo. Yeah. Got a good slap on the head from Neve Charles as well. Um, you can't see that. It's pretty funny. Um, talking of Kings Meadow Chronicle, uh, issue nine will be available on Sunday, the brand new edition. Uh, I haven't published it live yet on the website, which I will do probably tomorrow. Uh, it features a host of fantastic writers, including uh, Sophie and Simon, who are with me tonight. Uh, both excellent articles. This edition, uh, the front cover is dedicated this month to Hannah Hampton, Chelsea's number one. Uh, very thankful that Emma picked her to start against Brighton uh, because it went to print before. Uh, it was going to print that the day after. So uh, if she didn't play, it was going to be a whole new front cover. But thankfully, she does seem to be Chelsea's number one. Uh, you can get your hands on yours, uh, obviously, at the Everton game on Sunday at Kings Meadow. Uh, if you can't make it there, uh, head to kingsmeadowchronicle.bigcartel.com. Uh, you can order a copy uh, or you can subscribe or get a PDF subscription as well. But all the options uh, are there. Uh, and we're going to be right back after this to look at the Paris FC map. Cheech, JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. 
I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So don't go anywhere. Uh, Welcome back to part two. I went to King's Meadow. uh, Time now to look at the Paris FC match uh, yesterday, which was Tuesday, uh, as we record now on Wednesday. So Chelsea obviously travelled to take on the mighty Paris FC player of the mighty Wolfsburg and Arsenal uh, in the qualifying round for this. Um, Chelsea lining up in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Muzovic in goal. Uh, Ashley Lawrence, Marimiada, Katisha Buchanan and Iperese is a back four. Xhaka uh, Niska and Sophie Ingle partnered each other in midfield with Frank Kirby, Elena Chankovic and Aggie Beaver-Jones supporting me official uh, in attack. Uh, Emma made uh, three subs, according to my messy handwriting. Uh, Ritten Camrid and Guru Ryton came on for Kirby and Kankovic in the 64th minute. And Neve Charles replaced Iperese in the 82nd minute. That left just Hannah Hampton, Jess Carter, Lauren James... And Aaron Cuthbert as our new subs uh, as Chelsea just travelled with a small squad uh, over to France. Um, Stats-wise, Chelsea had 58% possession, six shots, four on target, two fouls and uh, nine corners. I think that's that way around. No, that must be corners. Two corners and nine fouls. I didn't write out what it was. Uh, Paris FC with 42% possession, 14 shots, one on target, five corners and uh, 12 fouls. Uh, uh, now, Safi, I know a lot of people were upset that there was no academy players uh, involved. I know Katie Cox, the goalkeeper, travelled, uh, but none on the bench. Chelsea really through. Um, but should really, people be really upset about that? I mean, it's still a Champions League game that you know Chelsea want to win for the momentum. Yeah, I can see people's point of view, but then with the announcement that Keris Brown has gone on loan to Watford today, it kind of makes sense that she didn't travel because there obviously that was in the pipeline. I don't know if there's a pipeline loan for some of the others or I think there's a, an element of Emma doesn't take players if she doesn't think they are going to be of use on the pitch. That sounds really harsh. Um, just for just for sort of to come along for the experience. And I don't think the Champions League is a different kettle of fish to the WSL. And with two games coming up against Sunderland and Crystal Palace, I think that's probably a more realistic opportunity of seeing these players but again Keris Brown's on loan at Watford uh Amy Claypool's gone down to Lewis so there's only really a Shanty Akpan I think who's who's around I mean obviously Aggie Beaver Jones started so it's not there was one academy player on the pitch and played 90 minutes so yeah I mean Simon it is worth mentioning that the academy had a game on Saturday against Arsenal in in the cup semi-final which they won uh 3-1 I believe um but you know, if you look at the squad, you know, there's enough players to rotate, you know, Kankovic we haven't seen for months. Um, you know, there's enough first team players there to cover these sort of matches. Yeah, it was um sort of our B team really, wasn't it? And I remember looking at the bench thinking, God, that's some bench. I tweeted that it was um would have made a good five a side team. 
but good to uh, good to see some of the other players. Kenkovic was she was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as Sophie mentioned, you know, we've got Palace and Sunderland coming up. So um, hopefully, you know, whoever left around the academy, I know it's the deadline, transfer deadline down today. Uh, if any of them can make uh, an appearance there, I'm sure they will. Um, and speaking of uh, Kankovic, uh, Sophie, she made sort of an instant impact um, with a great cross for the now airily dominant Frank Kirby to head home uh, and open the scoring and I think that's something we've missed, you know, what that Kankovic can provide. Yeah, definitely. Um, she's just got that ability to to spot the the movement, the players put that pass in or that cross in. Um, low block, break down a low block a little bit easier with that pass as well. Definitely missed it. Um, and hopefully now she's played that, what, 60-odd minutes that she played, 70 minutes that she played last night. We can see that she is fit and she'll be back in the squad and either starting or, or getting some minutes from the subs bench more now because she definitely makes a difference when she comes on the tip. I can't remember her coming on and not having an influence on the game or starting the game and not having an influence on a game that she's played in. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, a big fan of her. Uh, Simon, I'm, I'm sure you are as well. Um, you know, nine minutes in, you get an assist. You know, I think it's a valid message you're sending to the manager that maybe she should be looking at you a bit more. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. She was um, surprised to see her because I'd seen a few rumours that she might be leaving as well, but definitely justified her place in the team. That left foot is something really, really special about a left-footed player. Just it it looks so much more skillful and and the finesse of it. And that second ball she put in for Fischl, I've watched that again. Oh, my God, what a pass. Like say, coming on in impacting games, that Arsenal game last season was was proof that that ball she put for Sam Kerr. Yeah, absolutely. I think with the left foot, I think it's because you know how bad you are with your left foot. So when someone else can actually kick with their left foot, um, it yeah. doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, but, so for me, you know that. The, the message of the game lies in those stats. You know, Paris with 14 shots, but one on target. Um, we were, I don't know if I say lucky, but, you know, grateful uh, that they were so wasteful with their chances. Yeah, I think there was two really clear-cut chances they had. The rest of them, I think there were sort of slightly more half chances. And I think that goes down to how well we defended the penalty box last night. Um I'm not sure we defended ahead of the penalty box very well, but I think we defended our penalty box very well and made it difficult for them to get clean contact on shots or at least get shots on target because we're putting blocks in and blocking the players and the ball and that sort of stuff, which I think is really promising because I think before Christmas, we we were struggling with teams that would do that, but we seem to have improved our defensive Way and Emma said that they worked on that in Morocco, and I think think we are seeing that come through this se- uh, this sort of this half of the season already. Yeah, a lot of the Paris moves were sort of run through the midfield, uh, and that sort of front three behind Fischl, um seemed to cause us problems. Um, but you know Chelsea, you know on the other side of that, Simon uh, six shots, four on target, and they scored four goals. You know. Just the clinicalness of them, and you know the second goal coming. Uh, for me, is what I love about Aggie Beaver Jones is you know everything's always positive with her. And she wants to run in behind uh, 
Whereas when you've got Wright and she wants the ball to her feet, and although she's fantastic, I do like players running in behind, and she did that and find she found Kankovic, who, as you mentioned, that cross uh, to Fischl, uh was superb, and, and that was a, a great move. And I'll just say a little thing about the goalkeeper, because I know she got a bit of stick for letting that one in, but your natural reaction as a goalkeeper is to dive with your hand, um, and when it's close to your foot, it's an unusual position to get yourself into. By the time you've realised that you should use your foot, it's too late and the the, the ball's gone in. So I'll give the goalkeeper that. But, you know, that was a great move, a great ball by Nuskin as well into Aggie Beaver-Jones. But that's what you get with Aggie uh, in the team on that win. Yeah. Um, something I noticed on, on Saturday, she was sort of over our side more. Normally she's sort of put on over on the left. So we, we miss it at Kings Meadow. But just don't realise how good a player she is. Didn't, and obviously I know her, and I've seen her, but seeing her that close, her touches, her pace, just so skillful. I sort of messaged one of the guys earlier on, and we really, really are so lucky that we get to watch the players that we get to watch week in, week out. Because they are all superb. Yeah, I mean, so it's a, a different option, isn't it? You know, you've got Chankovic, uh, Kirby, James, Wrighton, players that love the balls with their feet, and that's where they make their magic. Uh, but now we're seeing with Aggie, and even more so with uh, Johanna Ritten Camrid, they want to get the ball behind the defender and make their runs onto it um, with their pace. and just gives Chelsea you know, different options in attack and it you know, worked well for us uh, this time using both of those methods, you know, one with Aggie running through and the second with Kankovic using the ball at her feet to fall the defender and put a great cross in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we were at that end of the ground, um, so we got to see both of those headers um, up close and personal, so to speak, as close as you could get because you've got a huge, great running track between uh, between the crowd and, and the pitch at Paris. Um, but yeah, both of them were brilliant. I think Aggie was probably just offside when she received the ball, but it was a fantastic run. Um, and to have the knowledge that Kankovic was in the position she was in, she didn't just... A lot of players would just got the ball there and just crossed it into the box, regardless of who was in there or what was in there. But she was aware that Kankovic was behind her in that space. And to have that awareness at that age of player that she's not played any games with or few games with, knowing that that's what she would do, that that level of football intelligence, as as Simon says, we're so lucky to get to see it game in, game out. And then when you, you put the skill level of Lauren in on top of that, and it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> never stop. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely benefiting from some great coaching, as we've seen uh, through the years. Um, we'll just go through the goals, uh, because I watched this game and then today I was like, what happened in this match? You know, it just didn't take none of it in. And I don't know if that's because we was already through and it meant nothing or because it was on YouTube and I'm distracted by other things. But um, the third, obviously, Simon coming from Guru Wrighton, uh, a mix-up at the Paris uh, defence. Um, and we spoke about after the Madrid game, you know, when she scored a penalty, gaining that confidence. Um, she was much improved versus Brighton. Uh, and another goal here, and hopefully we're going to start seeing you know Guru that we we see last season and at the start of this one before that injury. Yeah, hopefully. Um, 
was out for quite a while, wasn't she? So sort of confidence and, and match fitness and things like that are all playing a part. Hopefully she's she's getting back to the old guru. Um strange when she was injured, we'd sort of we didn't really miss her, did we? But yeah, I mean she she's got to play, hasn't she? Fantastic. Little snap finish as well, wasn't it, at the edge of the box. I was the same as you really, sort of took my eye off the ball and whether it's the kids sort of distracting you and things like that. Yeah, I think this is you can rewind it. So you think, oh, it don't matter if I do a miss angle, I can just go back. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't do that when you're watching on other platforms, uh, <laughs> which takes it away from you, I think. We can't rewind it at the game. We missed a couple of the goals as well because we were distracted talking to each other. So it wasn't just you guys on <laughs> watching it on TV. Yeah, I think being there, though, gives you a better excuse because um, <laughs> there is more going on. But I think that, sort of really killed Paris, Sophie. Um, and I believe they still could have gone through if they beat us and the other result went their way. Um, but I guess they knew by then that not only were Madrid, I think, losing at that point, but 3-0 down to Chelsea. Um, yeah, we're not Arsenal. There is no way back. No. Um, as they say, beating Paris FC isn't for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I had... Well, had a couple of those chances gone in early doors, it would have been a different game anyway. But I think they stopped even taking shots at sort of like 3-0 down. They they just sort of tried to almost like just get the consolation goal. They were trying to drew the crowd up. A lot of the crowd started leaving when they scored their third goal. Um, and sorry, when we scored our third goal. Um, so, yeah, it was it was an odd game because they seemed to be the better team in terms of chance creation. But we were so clinical with our chances. And it just sort of knocked the steam out of them completely. Yeah, then obviously that sort of allowed the game to play out, which obviously would have been pleasing for Emma Hayes, uh, given you know the fixture run does continue into February uh, pretty manically until uh, the break for Man City after Man City. Sorry, um, and then Marion Mielda got on the score sheet, Simon, uh, making it four 0 and you know I tweeted about you know her ability to just not play for ages, step into the team and look like she's been playing all season. Uh which I something I don't think we we take for granted too much. We should we shouldn't take for granted too much, sorry. You know, that she's able to do that. And obviously she did it last season in the knockout phases. In again here out of out of the cold and was one of our best players on the pitch for me. Yeah, just so classy. Just classy as a player, classy as a person. Um we saw uh, after one of the games coming out of Kings Meadow last season and, and just immaculately dressed. I couldn't believe it. I said to Dylan and, and Vicky, God, she's, she looked beautiful. Just a beautiful person, beautiful player. Steps in, scores a goal like she does. Scores a last-minute penalty if she has to. Just She'll be one of these players that we won't realise what we've got until she's gone. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I was saying the same thing on as I was walking out of the ground yesterday to to one of the go, go, uh, people I was out there with. Um, we were saying that she's one of those players you need in the squad if you're going to win stuff. Because she can come in, she can do a job in centre-back, right-back, or even the centre of midfield. And she's not going to be spectacular, but she's not going to make a drastic error either. And you don't win trophies without players like that in your squad. 
Yeah, I was going to say there's sort of you know a, a calming presence about her when she's on the pitch and some of the game where Paris were attacking with uh, Buchanan can sometimes look a bit frantic even though she probably is in control of the situation. Uh, whereas Marin always looks in control and you don't I don't think you need to worry at all uh, when she's in there. And obviously she's not going to play every game. Uh, you know Jess Carter and uh, Natalie Bjorn look like they're going to form a strong partnership together while Millie Bright is out. Um, but to call on players like her um, is obviously great for Emma. And as, as Sophie mentioned, these are the squad members you need uh, that make the difference uh, when you look at teams like Manchester United, perhaps, um, who probably don't have that in their team. Um, so I'm not, I've wrote a bit of a, a bit of a cheeky question down. Uh, the worst 4-0 of all time? It wasn't great, was it? Seems I don't know what it was like live there, but it seemed really chaotic at times. Giving the ball away, there was that chance as well where um, it was Ingle. She seemed to give it away quite a bit last night, but she gave it to one of their players and they sort of tried to chip Muzovic. But it was yards wide and you think, oh, I, I thought it was going to be a goal. But it, it just seemed really chaotic. I made a great joke about that. Isn't it? That's how they play and that's how they beat the teams they beat. They create chaos and some teams can't handle it and others can. And I think that's that's their the way they do it. They create chaos and that generates chances. And last night they didn't put them away in other games they have. Yeah, yeah, that's their tactics. Yeah, I suppose I asked the question because, as I mentioned, you know, I was getting distracted by other things. You're not paying full attention on the game and maybe that takes away from it and then, might have been different, Sophie, in the in the ground. You know, did it feel more comfortable? Or was it sort of, as Simon mentioned, chaotic? Quite as chaotic as as, as I think Simon was was mentioning. I think at two nil, we were a little bit calmer. Um, but once the third goal in, yeah, it it was obvious it was it was game over at that point. Even if they'd got one back, I don't think they would have got more than that back. Um, and then. The substitution sort of took the momentum out of the game, both theirs and ours, even more so. Um, and then Marin scoring the fourth goal, as I say, the crowd really started leaving then. There's sort of a few chants from our lot about, is there a fire drill? Because <laughs> they were leaving a, leaving so rapidly in, in, in mass on mass. Um, so, yeah, there, there was definitely a thought, it felt a bit chaotic. And that caused some of our players to sort of like lose the ball in situations. But equally, I think there were other players that really stood up and, I don't think she'll get her, her fair share of credit, but for me, the player of the match was actually Khadija Buchanan because I thought she defended really well. You could tell she was used to playing against the team, obviously having five years in France, and I thought she defended them really well. Um, and that may be slightly controversial, but that's how I saw it sort of, of at the game. Yeah, I didn't actually do a player of the match, um, mainly because I wasn't fully concentrated on the match uh, to pick four players out. Uh, you know, Marin and Kankovic stood out for me. Buchanan as well had her moments. I mean, you know, Buffer mentions on Mixler that you know she makes him nervous every time he touches the ball, and I think a few people have that impression of her. Uh, I actually think with the ball is her best quality. Um, the way she is with, with possession, but perhaps that was you know Paris's high press. Um, in the first half especially. Um, Simon, did you have a player of the match? Um. I was going to go Cuthbert, but she was on the bench. Um, 
Yeah, not. Yeah, um, Yankovic, I suppose, just for for the crosses she put in and the way she came back after not playing to sort of slot into the team so easily. Yeah, I think Kankovic would have won any poll that I did do. But of course, the players don't get nothing for it, so um, they shouldn't be worried that I didn't do one. Um, and so, if you'll see another European away experience for you, just want to touch on that now. I mean, you've been away to a few places following the team. Um, obviously, a lot closer to England than, than most. Paris, um, easy to get to, or in a sense, easier to get to uh, than some other destinations. Um, how was the, how was the trip and the experience out there? Yeah, it was really good. Um, Eurostar, super easy. Got on the train, uh, got off in Paris. I've done that trip before, so for me, in terms not to watch Chelsea, but the Eurostar to Paris, so I kind of knew where I was going when I got there. Uh, we booked an apartment that we um, that there was sort of like five of us on the first night and seven of us on the second night, so that was pretty cool. Um, the game itself, the experience isn't the best I've had in Europe. Um, it's not the worst either, but it's not the best. The stadium was rubbish, <laughs> a big concrete block, miles away from the miles away from the the pitch. Um, we were we were sort of sent in one entrance and had to walk all the way around the stadium and then back out the stadium and back in the stadium again to get to where we were. There was no signage for where we were supposed to be. Um, and very uniquely for a women's game, we were held in for 15 minutes at the end of the game. <laughs> is, that, um, is there a fire drill chant in there? thought it was all going to kick off. <laughs> or they see the videos after the, um, the Real Madrid game where it kicked off on the Fulham Road after Liverpool left Fulham uh, at the same time. Um, but also, hate netting at football should be yes. bad. Yeah, like, definitely. I mean, I mean to be fair, we 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 sounded like we were making noise where we were, but whether that came across on the telly and into the rest of the crowd, I don't know because there weren't a huge amount of us. But we felt it felt like we didn't stop singing for the whole game. But I said I don't know how that came across on on telly. Uh, I'll go to Simon for that because my my volume down quite a lot. Um, you could hear Basil's gazoo, that's for sure, <laughs> to begin with. And I thought the uh, the little girl from the Brighton game was there to begin with. Um, could you hear it? I don't think you could really. No, no. But I found no, the commentators back at school. No, when they scored, you heard the cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept panning round as well, and you could see everyone. In the crowd, in the, the section there, yeah. Yeah, Basil was his usual noisy self, which is always great to have around, especially when there's not many of you, so. Yeah, it does help, I suppose. Um, so, we, obviously, we are through to the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Um, I, I, we'll do a best case, worst case uh, with the potential options, which are uh, Benfica, uh, Bran and Ajax. Um Sophie, who do you want or who don't you want? So for travel purposes, I want Bran because I want to go to Norway and Bergen because it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, but to be honest, I don't really mind any of those teams. If we want to win the Champions League, we should be beating all three of those teams easily. Or not easily, that sounds very arrogant, but we should be able to beat all three of those teams. Yeah, well, we played Benfica on the route to the final. Uh, and absolutely destroyed them. Um, yeah, they're a very different team now, though. I think they're a much better team now. Uh, 
Fran are managed by the ex-Man United assistant manager, um, who did very well to get out of their group. Uh, don't know much about Ajax, but obviously the Dutch um, are pretty handy at football, uh, as we know. Haven't um, they got one of the wonder kids of Dutch football? Is it Rom- Rom- Romy Leuchter? Is she at Ajax? I know Esme Brutz has gone to Barcelona now. I don't know if it's her that's there. I think they've got someone like that anyway. Might be worth playing Ajax then, uh, so we can get a up close look at, at her. Um, She's a. It's a nice, easy trip as well. Ajax. It's um, Amsterdam's a great city to visit, and again, just hop on the Eurostar. So, if anyone's, if we do get Ajax, anyone's thinking of doing a, a European trip for making it a first one, then that's a good one to do. Yeah, well, we do need a passport, which is my problem at the moment. Um, Simon, how about you? Who do? What would your pick be? Um, yeah, we've got to play these teams, haven't we? If we want to win it, and I think it's written in the stars that we will win it. This year, so whoever we're going to beat, beat them. Yeah, and obviously, you know, after the quarterfinal, you get the semi-final. You would expect that the four group winners are there, which are Paris, Saint Germain, Lyon, and Barcelona. Um, same, same attitude, Simon. Beat anyone yeah. or avoid the teams. Just hope that somebody else knocks Barcelona out, really. Confident until it comes to Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, for me, Sophie, I think you want PSG and then Leon to play Barcelona. Uh, it's probably the best possible route. Uh, I don't know when the draw is, but they do do both at the same time, don't they? Yeah, draw's Tuesday, and I think they did like both at the same time last year, yes. So hopefully this year we'll, we'll know our path. Because we knew early last year that they'd have to beat Leon and Barcelona to get to the final, so... Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think we do have to beat at least one of Barcelona and Le- or Leon to win the title, to win it, I think, um, unless something goes drastically wrong for either of those two teams. Um, but yeah, I guess you don't want to meet them in the semi-final. You, as you've said before, Dean, it's it's easier to beat them over one leg than it is over two, uh, home and away. So I'd rather avoid them in the semi-final, I must, I must be honest. If, if we beat... Whoever we play in the quarterfinals, my football pessimism is coming out again. Yeah, I will wait for Tuesday before I decide to renew my passport or not, whether I need it in May. Um, and I don't know how long it takes, maybe I need to do it now. Um, we'll see. Um, obviously, I've mentioned earlier today is the end of the transfer window. Uh, we mentioned Keris Brown going to Watford, you know, hopefully, she gets some good minutes there, but. We've also confirmed, Simon, that Jesse Fremont's gone. I know we've mentioned this before on the show, but uh, worth touching on again officially now, uh, moving to the Portland Thorns uh, in the NWSL. Yeah, yeah. Sad, really. Um, just as a person, she was lovely. Um, we've met her a couple of times and always had time for the fans. Probably never saw her, her true playing ability. At Chelsea, um, somebody said the other day about the Olympics not playing too much. Wants to get back in the Olympic squads. Um, I don't know, a bit of homesickness as well. Maybe plays a part for her going back. But just wish her the best of luck. Fantastic player who we never really got to see properly, did we? Yeah, I mean, so if you all the players sort of. 
on social media today, you know, posting the other goodbyes. Obviously, a very popular member of the squad. Uh, but as, as Simon mentioned, probably not, you know, a perfect fit for an Emma Hayes team. Uh, for me, you know, she needed to play in, in a free midfield to see the best out of her. She wasn't quite a 10, wasn't quite a 6. And, you know, as, as Simon mentioned, you know, that playing time at the end starts to show. And when you expect her to kick on that next level, she's not getting picked. And, you know, Portland have made a fantastic offer for her that obviously she can't refuse and the club can't refuse either. So, although it's sad, you know, hopefully she has a fantastic time out in America. Yeah, yeah, I think there's a couple of things. I think we saw the best of Jesse Fleming under Emma when we pressed high from the front and Jesse was involved in that because she was a very effective counter-presser, I think. Um, she'd win the ball high. There's a few games where we've created goals because she's win- she's won the ball high up the pitch. And Emma has continually stated this season they're looking for a more controlled style of possession. And I'm not sure that that plays to Jesse's strengths. Um, so I think it makes sense for all concerned. I think the opportunity for her to play alongside Christine Sinclair for one year um, probably was a big factor as well, uh, as alongside Janine Becky, who apparently is her best friend in football, or Canadian best friend in football. Um, I also love the post she put out because I knew numbers 21. So she said taking a bit of Neve Charles and Penilla Harder with her, which I thought was really sweet. Um, but it shows the bond that these players have got as a team, that even when other when they leave to go to other teams, that they're still all absolutely wishing each other the best. And you just know that that if she's ever in London to watch football, she'll turn up at Stamford Bridge or Kings Meadow and, and, and enjoy watching the football as a Chelsea fan. Yeah, we will miss Jessie on the pitch. We'll miss her uh, racing to the subs bench to get the best seats on the sub bench as well. Uh, that's one of our favourite games. Uh, and I will miss her, one of my favourite players in the in the squad. Uh, wish her all the best uh, as well. Uh, and now finally, just to make sense of you know the show's titles, like January Blues, obviously uh, the month started with Sam Kerr injuring their ACL and being out. Um, things look pretty bleak. Uh, fast forward to today, Wednesday, the 31st of January. Uh, Chelsea have played five games, they've won five, they've scored 15 goals, conceded three. Uh, they're through to the fifth round of the FA Cup, they're through to the quarterfinal of the Champions League, and they are top of the WSL. Um, injury aside, um, Sophie, pretty perfect, and you know, a great sign that Chelsea can manage without key players like Sam Kerr, yeah, definitely. Um, I think Lauren James has really stepped up this month um, to score the hat-trick against United and obviously the two goals against Brighton. She's made a difference. She's really sort of stood up and been counted this month and her goals have made a difference in a number of games. Um, Erin Cuthbert has just been Erin, but a little bit more um, to to sort of stand up. Um, I think... Again, I just think it says so much about the squad and how close they are as players that they can. They're all obviously distraught by Sam's injury, but they've just got on with it. And now it's it's not just for Emma; it's for Sam as well. Um, and yeah, the the month couldn't have gone better, really. Um, let's hope February carries on in the same vein. And I think the signing of Myra Ramirez is just going to take us on that next level, as well as. We've got to think that Kat Macario's to come into this squad. Micah Hamano's got to come into this squad. Uh, Lauren James keeps playing the way she plays. We've got a improved confidence guru and improved confidence Sam. Millie Bright's hopefully back sort of like after the international break. Um, things are looking rosy. I've probably just jinxed everything now, haven't I? 
I thought you was a pessimist. Flowing <laughs> through. Um, Simon, you know what a time to be a Chelsea fan. Brilliant, isn't it? It's um, like we said earlier on, we are just so lucky. I tell the kids that all the time. Just watch these players because you don't realise how lucky you are. We'll sit back when I'm in the care home in a few years' time. I'll be sitting there telling everybody that I saw Lauren James play football. Yeah. Sort of going back to the Real Madrid game, um, I was sat in the West Low and I had two gentlemen sat behind us um, who were Chelsea men's fans and that was their first Chelsea women's game and they were raving about Lauren James and some of the play they were seeing. So... You've got people that are coming to their first games absolutely loving it and wanting to come back for more. So hopefully we'll start getting those bigger crowds coming to Stamford Bridge again. Yeah, especially as Chelsea Ben are currently 2-0 down to Liverpool. Uh, are the they pre- really? Yeah, um, getting those notifications through. Um, makes me glad uh, that I focus my attention uh, on the women's team. Maybe you should too. Um and speaking of January, there is a player of the month poll happening right now uh, at King's Meadow Chronicles Twitter pages at CFCW Fanzine. Uh, Lauren James currently winning with 62% of the vote ahead of Cuthbert on 30, Hannah Hampton on 6% and Ashley Lawrence uh, on 2%. So if you want to vote in that, make sure you head to at CFCW Fanzine um, and cast your vote. Uh, sadly, that is all we're going to have time for tonight um sophie thank you for you know obviously coming back from paris and coming straight on the show is much appreciated no problem at all i enjoy doing it um yeah it's it's good fun um good to talk to you simon good to talk to you dean yeah absolutely and i'll hopefully see you sunday um passing through the gate uh yeah yeah i'm going to the men's game at two and then Heading down to King's Meadow to do the, the women's one at quarter to seven and then frantically trying to leg it back up north to get into work on Monday morning. So let's see how successful that is, shall we? Yeah, well, hopefully at least one of the teams turns up uh, for you. Um, no guarantees on the men, of course. Uh, and Simon, always a pleasure to see you, um, even after, you know, Verity uh, deafening me with the zigzagger on Saturday. She was, oh uh, God, she was on fire on fire or yeah I can't even blame Harry Bowes for it because she she hadn't had any sweets up till that point but yeah pleasure to see you as always pleasure to see you as well Sophie hopefully see you uh, see you Sunday yeah it's the away day mentality it just it's natural in some people you know? it yeah it really is but they're so different as well that Dylan will sort of take everything in and and He's thinking about his dream team and and what he can do to it and tactics and that. Whereas Verity's just screaming and shouting that anything that will move. Yeah, Charlie was said after you know she was crazy. I said yeah. yeah. To be fair, yeah, yeah, she gets so it off her mum. Someone has to do the singing uh, and That's very, right. very well uh, with the zigzagger. Um, we'll be back uh, next week. Tuesday, uh, I think, is my wedding anniversary, but I've always said we're not doing nothing. Um, so I might as well do a podcast. Um, it's been confirmed as a Wednesday, hasn't it? So uh, To review Everton, uh, and then we'll be back after that Friday to look at the Ponty Cup game against Sunderland. Uh, with who? I've got no idea, but we'll find out uh, when we come to uh, who's available. 
I suppose, as always. Um, now, remember, you can uh, follow the show on social media at Mo Kings Meadow on Twitter, at Went to Mo Kings Meadow on Instagram. Uh, I am at Dean Mears. Uh, Sophie is at Traveller74 and Simon is at Kingman Simon. Um, now, if you like what we do and you want to help support the show, do more content, then please uh, feel free to sign up as a Patreon member. Um, you get some benefits such as you get to listen uh, first, so the podcast goes up there before anywhere else. It's ad-free. Um, and you get a sticker after three months, uh, which I don't have, so that's how rare they are. Um, the link for that be in the description is patreon.com forward slash Kings Meadow. Uh, but thank you for listening. Until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.